Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and this podcast is brought to you by the Members Academy. Today we're going to focus on a difficult reading. Sorry, but I have to warn you, it is difficult and I struggled with it, but we have to do them and we have to find easy ways of finding the answers. So, even though it is difficult today, I hope I can share with you some of my tips and strategies for managing this kind of reading text. It is a text uh, part three. So it is the most difficult one and it's at the end of the test when you're getting tired. Um, But hopefully my theories on text structure and how the text structure matches the questions will help you in the exam um, break it down and only look for the answers in the right places. Before we do that, just a reminder that today is day 14 of the speaking challenge. So we are halfway through and already I've listened to, well, a lot of listenings, um, speakings, videos, audios, and people are telling me that just having that practice every day is making a big difference to their preparation. They're listening to their own recordings, they're noticing things, they're hearing other people's ideas. And uh, in the Members Academy, um, I've been able to give feedback on every single person's uh, speaking. Um, So again, I, I can see progress. I can say, well, I think maybe your intonation is a bit flat. Could you try next time with a bit more intonation? And I'm seeing a huge difference already with people acting on their feedback. So do try and do it. It's not too late. Even if you just do it by yourself, record yourself, um, keep a record, make sure you're just doing one little thing every day that will add up and make a huge difference in the end. Right, let's move on now and start with this reading passage three. It's an interesting topic, I think. It's called How Did Writing Begin? That is the title. Now, first of all, when we're thinking about the structure, there are some things that will help us. So the title is a question. Of course, you expect to get an answer to that question. The subtitle says, many theories, few answers. So in that short four-word subtitle, the word few, which is a crucial word in IELTS actually, is, is, is it positive or negative? Well, it's negative. It means there are not many answers. So we know that in this text, we will find a lot of theories, of course, but a lot of disagreement. And that gives us this structure um, related to what the problem is. So the problem is nobody really knows where writing started or how writing started. So it sets out a problem and they try to answer the problem with the theories of different experts. So the second half of the reading is a list of about four um, doctors who each have different theories. So you can quite safely um, imagine then that the questions will be divided 
into the first half, which talks about the background of the problem, um, tells us maybe what, what well, why people disagree. Um, this particular reading gives us a, a scenario, a situation where all of these experts met at a kind of a convention and it tells the little story about what they discussed and what what the general um, things that people agree about are. And then the second half goes into specific experts and their different opinions. So in the same way, the questions are structured to follow that exactly. And I'm going to show you how this will help you. The first four questions relate to the first four paragraphs, believe it or not. And then you've got the doctors or the experts and you have to say who thinks what about each theory or statement. So basically you're matching the statements with the doctors. Uh, the final few questions, nobody believes me about this, but the final few questions in in um, part three are very often much simpler than they look and they almost kind of give you something to relax with here. And there are four gap fills and they give you the words to put in the gap fills. And they're not difficult. Honestly, believe me, they're not difficult. And I'll show you why. So let's look at the first half, which I find the most confusing part. Remember, a background knowledge will help you here. Um, when I did this with my class uh, a few weeks ago, one of my students said, ah, oh, cuneiform. He knew all about, uh, he was from Turkey, and he knew all about how writing began. So having that uh, background information really helped him understand the text. And basically, we need to understand the, the main arguments um, about how writing began before we start. So if you quickly skim the first half, um, it tells a nice story about uh, the Sumerians, an ancient people of the Middle East, um, had their own story of how writing began 5,000 years ago. They said that a messenger was so tired when he delivered a message that he couldn't speak so he wrote the message down on a clay tablet. Um, the, ex the experts at the conference laughed at this story because they thought it was absurd. How could he write something on a, on, on a letter? Or how could he write something down to people who don't understand the writing? So they think that this story is ridiculous. Um, but then the writer of this passage tells us, actually, um, maybe there is some truth in the story um, that we did start writing out of a need to store and transmit information, of course. Um, this third paragraph says that many people at the conference favoured the idea that writing came from the visual arts so it came from an artistic form of expression, which turned into words. But their views clashed. So they were, there were disagreements with archaeologists who think that 
the letters came from um, pieces of clay that accountants used as tokens to keep track of goods. So basically for economic reasons rather than artistic reasons. Um, and then the, the paragraph four tells us a little bit about the evidence for this. Um, they have found clay tablets um, and they explain that these have an early form of cuneiform. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, which was made by putting a stick into wet clay and the clay then had these images of people, places and things connected with government and commerce. So again, the idea it was connected to business and buying and selling. Um, it, so that is all the background and the theory that we need to know about before we look at individual theories. So let's focus now on that first half and let's look at the questions. Question seven, 27 says, the researchers at the symposium regarded the story of the king of Uruk as ridiculous because... So, you know, this story we just said, why did they think this was ridiculous? Well, here are the choices. It says, A, writing probably developed independently of speech. B, clay tablets had not been invented at that time. C. The distant ruler would have spoken another language. And D. Evidence of writing has been discovered from an earlier period. Well, remember with multiple choice, you can cross off two which are not relevant. Um, so we can cross B. We don't know if the clay tablets had been invented. They're not really inventions. So that's not mentioned. And in that first paragraph, remember, you have to go in order. You're only looking at the first paragraph. There is nothing mentioned about evidence of writing from an earlier period. It's not mentioned. So we've got the two choices, either... Um, writing developed independently of speech or B, uh, C, sorry, the distant ruler would have spoken another language. My instinct was to choose C, the ruler would have spoken another language. But that kind of doesn't make sense because it's not about the spoken language. It's about the written language. Um, and so basically the answer is A. And it comes in the paragraph where it says they doubted the earliest writing was a direct rendering of speech. Writing more likely began as a separate symbolic system of communication and only later merged with spoken language. That's tough. It's tough. I'm sorry. It is. Um, but the answer is A. Basically, in that first paragraph, writing developed independently of speech. So, remember, that's gone now. There's nothing more in paragraph A, uh, first paragraph. Um, but question 28 says, according to the writer, the story of the king of Uruk is A 
probably an explanation of the origins of writing. B proves that early writing had a different function to writing today. C provides an example of symbolic writing. Or D shows some awareness among Sumerians of the purpose of writing. My goodness, I struggle with this one again. So if we're going to cross off two, we'd have to cross off A. The story does not explain the origins of writing. We've already said the story is a bit silly and there's no evidence. So it's not A. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you the answer. The answer is D. It shows some awareness about the Sumerians, about the purpose of writing. And that comes in paragraph two in the story of the Sumerians who lived in Mesopotamia. Um, it shows that they seemed to understand writing's transforming function. So the synonyms there, they show some awareness is that they seemed to understand the purpose of writing. Well, writing's transforming function. So even if you've listened to today's and you've thought, what is she talking about? Even if you've just picked up the strategy rather than the answer, that's good. The strategy here that was 20 is the fact that each question goes in order and relates to each paragraph. So 27 was paragraph 1, 28 was paragraph 2. And you have to get used to this form of reading when you're doing IELTS. This is the only way that you will have time you will give yourself time to find these difficult answers in 20 minutes. So when we come on to question 29, we're looking at paragraph 3. It says there was disagreement among the researchers at the symposium about... Well, could you guess this now after a quick reading? What did they disagree about? A, the area where writing began, so it means the place. B, the nature of early writing materials, so what kind of materials they used. C, the way writing began. Or D, the meaning of certain abstract images. What did they disagree about? Did they disagree about what the pictures mean? Or where the pictures began? Or how they wrote it? No. They disagreed about the way writing began, which is the answer C. And this is in paragraph three, where you've got the two views. Many people favour the explanation that writing began from the visual arts, but their views clash with archaeologists who think that the writing developed from pieces of clay. It's very clearly there. Of course, I've got the answers so I can see it. But again, paragraph three is basically question three. And you could guess that. Finally, question four or 30, paragraph four. 
is looking for the oppo- opponents of the theory. Opponents meaning people who disagree with it. It's a good word to use in task two, like opponents of um, zoos, for example. Opponents of the theory that writing developed from tokens believe it. Well, what do they believe? A. Grew from accountancy. B. Evolved from pictures. C. Was initially a decoration. Or D. Was not connected with commerce. Again, we can cross off C and D. There's no mention that it was originally a decoration. And D was unlikely connected with commerce. Well, they mostly think it was connected with commerce. Um, So we've either got that it grew out of accountancy or B, it evolved from pictures. So remember, we're thinking about the people who don't agree with this token idea of economics. So it's not A. The answer is then B. They believe it evolved from pictures. So that is tricky. Um, It comes in the last line of paragraph three. Uh, Gradually evolved from pictorial to abstract, but did not at first represent recorded spoken language. Okay. I'm I'm sorry that those four questions are very difficult. Um, don't worry if you can't understand what on earth I'm talking about um, from those four questions. Um, but just try and take into account that IELTS does have questions that go in order and they very often match particular paragraphs. And we can see this now when we move on to the second set of questions. Okay, in this second set of questions, we've got five doctors, a list of five doctors, and each one has a theory. Um, Of course, they don't agree with each other. (laughs) So, um, you've got six statements and it says you may use any letter more than once. So obviously two of the statements will relate to one doctor, at least, maybe. Um, The first thing you need to do, of course, is go through the text and put a big square around the doctor's names um, so that they really stand out. as I mentioned, they're all in the second half, although there is one called Dr. Pittman who was mentioned in the first half, but it doesn't matter because Dr. Pittman's theories are in the second half. So that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> okay, so we've got, I think what I'm going to do is just talk through the statement and then look at the answer so that if you're doing this at home or you've got it from my website, then um, you can just see what I mean by checking. So the first one is 31. It says there is no proof that early writing is connected to decorated household objects. And when we look at the Dr. Denise, Schmant Basserat, she says, 
Well, she says it quite strongly, actually, because she asks for proof. She says, show me a single picture that becomes a sign in writing. Show me a single sign of writing you can trace back to a pot. It doesn't exist. So there are two kind of huge questions where this doctor really is is looking for evidence, well, saying that there is no evidence that writing is connected to uh, pots, decorated household objects. So 31 is C, because of this, Denise Schmant Basarat. 32, as writing developed, it came to represent speech. Okay, so this doctor says... um, The development of writing attains a considerable degree of independence and flexibility to adapt to specific characteristics of the sounds of the language to be represented. Not clear, not easy, but basically he's saying that as writing developed, it became more flexible and then it adapted to the sounds of the language it represented. So 32 is B, Dr. Peter Damaro. 33, this is quite an easy one. Sumerian writing developed into a means of political control. So you have to quickly look at anything that might signify political control. And if you go right down to the bottom where you've got Dr. Piotr Mikhailovsky, he says... um, it also became a new instrument of power. So the keyword power there or instrument of power tells us it became a means of political control. 34, so that is D, Dr. Piotr Mikhailovsky. 34 says early writing did not represent the grammatical features of speech. So this goes back again to Dr. Peter Damaro, and he says the structures of the earliest writing did not match the structure of spoken language. So you've got, um, well, kind of synonyms. Grammatical features are structures. Um, Speech is spoken language. And he says the early writing did not match the structure of spoken language. So that's okay, that's all right, that's synonyms. So 34 is B. Now 35 is another example of somebody looking for proof or evidence. And this one says that there is no convincing proof that tokens and signs are connected. So here we've got Dr. Pittman saying... um, 30, sorry, 35, 35, 35, yes, says that there is no evidence um, for a link between tokens and signs. She says, I have an argument with her evidence for a link between token and signs. Um, Yes, because there isn't any evidence. So that is Dr. Holly Pittman, 35A.
Finally, nearly there, 36. Ah, difficult one. The uses of cuneiform writing were narrow at first and later widened. It's quite easy to see the answer when you know it. It's Dr. Denise again, and she says... Cuneiform writing was used almost solely for recording economic information and after that its uses multiplied and broadened. So you've got the synonyms for widened. She says its uses multiplied and broadened. Um, And the synonym for narrow is almost solely, means only for economic information. But after that, it's multiplied and broadened or widened. Okay, so those are the matching doctors with their opinions or arguments or um, beliefs. In the next section, we're going to the nice, easy final section, which is the gap fill. Okay, you're nearly there. We're looking at the last four questions, 37 to 40, and they are gap fill. And they give you a choice of about 14 words to choose, and you only need four. Um, They give you a title, which will help you find the information again. So the title is The Earliest Form of Writing. So that really tells us that we have to jump back to the start. And that happens, um, we've dealt, we've done the order of the questions, but very often they choose a specific area to look at it in more detail. So the first line kind of gives us 3300 BC. So that tells us where that number um, appears. That is where you will go in the text. Let me read the four gaps. It says, most archaeological evidence shows that people of something invented writing in 3300 BC. So you know for 37 that you're looking for a a, a kind of people. Or the people of, sorry, a place. So we're looking for a place and the people who came from that place. So before looking at the text, well, I thought, okay, I'm looking for a place which is something like Sumeria. Um, But of course, it's not that. You have to find the place where they lived. And it said the story of the Sumerians who lived in Mesopotamia, what is now southern Iraq. So the answer is Mesopotamia. And they don't actually give you the option of Iraq They give you Egypt, and then we know it was not Egypt, and they give you Uruk, um, which we don't know much about in the text. So the answer is Mesopotamia. Next question, it says, their script was written on something. So what was it written on? Well, the choices you've got really are papyrus sheets, Um, tomb walls, stone blocks or clay tablets. Now those things are mentioned later in the text 
but we need to go back to where the questions are which is our which is at the start so the answer is you know their script the sumerians was written on clay tablets and was called something so that 39 is a nice easy one what was the script called well of course it was called cuneiform their script originally showed images related to political power and business and later developed to become more something so we've got adjectives to become more urban to become more simple none of these these really fit to become more pictorial pictorial legible decorative none of them are correct the answer is they developed to become more abstract and that is it um that comes in the last line paragraph 4 sumerian script gradually evolved from the pictorial to the abstract so that is it the last part uh was quite easy i think if you'd already understood most of the first part <laughs> um but please don't worry if you found that difficult i i totally understand um i chose it really to show you the strategies as i mentioned before um you will never have this text again um they've published it so it's no point trying to get the answer why was it this answer because you're not going to get the exact same answer but the main point is getting used to um you know the kind of questions how to find the answers and the synonyms really those are the main points okay so well done if you stuck with me for this um i do respect you <laughs> um Right, I will put this on my website as soon as possible. I'm a little behind because of the speaking challenge, I'm afraid. So I'm making a lot of materials for that and listening to audios and videos, um, trying to get something ready for when we finish it. So I'm hoping to provide a kind of worksheet with all the things I've learnt from it, all the corrections, all the tips, all the advice, all the vocabulary. So I'm adding to that every day. Um, so I'm a little behind with the podcast. Sorry about that. But I will catch up, I promise. Okay, have a great evening, day, week. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.